chance to win this with a field goal. Give me time. Give me time. Wait, there's a timeout. They're going to ice the kicker. I've never seen anything like this in my life. The snap is good. Threads are up. Loving it. Week two of Ice the Kicker season three. Myself, Tom Deacon and Charlie Hawkins here with you uh, to discuss everything of week one and just get to it, Charlie. Charlie, how are you feeling this week? I'm feeling absolutely excellent. Firstly, just because the NFL is back. We did tweet on the weekend. There is no better sound than uh, Scott Hansen saying, it's time for commercial free football, seven hours, let's go to the Octobox. There is not, uh, that was a terrible impression, but just, I just liked the, it. thank you, mate, appreciate I liked that. It. Red zone. And to be fair to all the listeners, you didn't practice that, that was just off the cuff. Off the cuff, and I didn't back down, halfway through I thought, this is, this <laughs> is terrible, give up. But I stayed true, my voice weakened ever so slightly, but I stayed with it, I committed. And once you've invested, mate, yeah. like you invest in seven hours of commercial free football, you just, you hang tight. Well, because I like this podcast, because once we We've recorded the podcast. We then take a little snippet, put it on headliners. And I feel like what we should do is clip that up, Charlie, <laughs> and send that to Scott Hansen and see what he thinks about it. Yeah, he'll definitely mm. not reply. Um, but but, it, but uh, I, I know everyone, every NFL fan was feeling it after we had the Packers-Bears game, which I, I, was a, for the purist, that game of football, uh, but not a lot of offense. And then the Sunday happened and we had Monday night football. So much to get into and really uh, open up. But um, you're buzzing as well for Fantasy League. Out of seven leagues you're in? Seven leagues, one six, so it's pretty good ratio. I take it. Don't ask me to do the maths, but uh, uh, I'm happy with it. You know, it would have been nice to get the the clean sweep, yeah. but yeah, but just the NFL being back. I mean, even the double header last night, two games. That's rare on a Monday. Every game, just and I think I realised after I was like, I think I'm just glad football's back because every catch, every tackle felt better. I was like, this game's incredible. But yeah. I was like, I've just clearly missed it. It just it dominated the weekend. I was checking Twitter every five minutes. Just glad it was back. Yeah, and uh, and also trades happening off injuries in the first week, and we'll get. Uh, to talk about all of that, um, obviously we'll do a quick big news stories. Uh, then we'll have a recap of, we've picked four, maybe potentially five games to really sort of get into and talk about. And then we'll have our boom or busts, uh, talk about those, a couple of shout outs. And then we'll have our predictions for week two as we look into some of those uh, juicy, juicy games. Uh, Monday Night Football uh, for next week is going to be the Browns at the Jets. Um, yeah, it's okay. And then the Thursday night game, Tampa Bay. Um, against the Panthers again not not big billings like we've just had but I think they're still going to be great games because all those teams uh, coming off the back of a loss need to get a win so that's quite interesting Th- those O's have got to go O's have got to go and you know what I mean on paper you can sometimes we do this don't we especially in the NFL this is a great game this is a terrible game but you just never know you honestly don't know that is the beauty of the NFL the storylines that we thought were going to happen this weekend the narratives you know certainly didn't happen like Baker Mayfield and the Galacticos of the Browns well they lost and other certain storylines the Ravens absolutely smashing the Dolphins Steelers just not turning up against the Pats I mean we're going to talk about it all but it never goes the way you expect it to go and uh, and, and I can, well, I can agree with you that on my accumulator was uh, out because of ah. the Browns. Um, I'll tell you what, they were the team to watch, but there was only one watch on that field worth Hello. watching. Hello. That's a segue. Thank Come you. Come on. You're welcome. Um, th- apparently that watch he was wearing 
mid-game, which as I think if we all remember from PE, we weren't allowed to watch. Uh, no no jewellery, mate. No jewellery. Health and safety, mate. Come Thank on. You could catch someone's eye. Uh, $350,000 that watch. <laughs> what's, what's going on there? Well, it's clearly, you know, it, it, you would think it would have to be someone's obviously gifted him the watch. It's great exposure for the brand. Great, you know, um, marketing for the brand. If it breaks, he gets gifted a new one. Right. And they've probably done so much in exposure, they don't care if one watch breaks. I think, it, I think the brand's called Richard... Millie, I mean, I'm so not down with my watches, so I've probably pronounced it wrong. It's probably yeah. like Richard Millie. No yeah, or something ridiculous. Damn, boy, you bougie. But um, yeah, limbs, absolutely limbs. Scenes is uh, down with the but, kids. But, but it's like Michael Jordan when he was playing with his Jordan Airs, uh, like the, the, the Nike Air Jordans. He just got, he got fined every week uh, with the NBA, and then all of a sudden he didn't care because Nike would pick up the tab. Good promotion, but hopefully they get that win. I have to talk about it. News. Big, big news. As soon as we... No, there's not been any, has there? Mate, there's been... Well, there's been a little <laughs> bit, um, but we'll get to that because um, uh, the big man, uh, Big Chest, has moved from the Raiders. It was a catastrophe waiting to happen. He's out of the building. And who picks up the tab? The New England Patriots. The Shock team. horror. Well, if the, there's talk of like scandal. There's um, Antonio Brown turning up at the airport. Uh, no baggage, but as we know, he's got a lot of baggage. Um, and he's there at the facility. They've signed him to now two years, you told me. 20 million in the second year, 15 million in this, this year. This is a huge sort of signing for the Patriots. They looked good uh, the first game against the Steelers and now they're going to be even better with Antonio Brown well it's a huge saga isn't it not just a huge signing yeah he has got one guaranteed year they've got the option but they've already uh, like confirmed the option if, if they want it for next year I think it'll be 20 million so they've already uh, sorted that out contract wise but it's just you know if we take it back only last year all the drama with a fallout from Antonio Brown and the Steelers and the Big Ben the trouble in the dressing room they're not friends he finally gets the supposed movie once the Raiders give up a third and a fifth and at the time people were like oh that's not a lot and now they've not they've uh, they haven't got anything in return for those two draft picks he doesn't earn a penny from the Raiders yet he occurred something like I think it was 300,000 give or take maybe a little bit in fines for his actions missy training and so on and so, so they, forth so, they, so the Raiders made 300,000 in money yeah but but <laughs> Um, I mean, they lost their third and fifth. Which is which is more important because you never know what they're going to do and if they're rebuilding still. And also, I'm sure that, you know, the, the talent he is, when we're talking just the AB talent, I'm sure a lot of their playbook and a lot of the, the, the scheme was going to be built around him this year. You know, he was mm. going to be their star wide receiver. He was going to be, you know, all the offence was perhaps maybe going to go through him. They wanted this connection, Car and AB, this deep run. Gruden, you know, we know he's offensive background. It's just not worked out on it. And yet again, you know, we always say, oh, the Raiders are a bit of a circus, a lot of drama going on there, you know, a lot of jokers. It has that reputation. But this really wasn't on them and this this whole saga. But a lot of people saying that AR, uh, AB, sorry, the AR. The conspiracy theories. The conspiracy theories. Thank you, Tom. One of those conspiracy theories is that this was the plan all along. AB wanted to go to the Patriots. Well, he wanted to have his uh, choice of where to go because when he was traded, mm. uh, the Steelers traded him. They, you know, they can pick who who was the better trade offer. AB always wanted to be a free agent. This is what he was always wanted. Apparently, he used a PR firm, a media firm, into mm. helping him engineer his release from the Raiders. There's that video of him getting the notification. I'm free. Yeah. I'm free. I mean, convenient Grandma, that they managed. Yeah. I'm free. Convenient that they managed to um, filming at the exact time in that tweet come through. So it's, it's all set up and he runs around. And it's, that's disrespectful to the friends and the players that he has made at the Raiders, you know. And then um, 
we tweeted. But he was never there, though, was he, Charlie? Because he had this frozen, uh, this frozen yeah. foot yeah. Uh, from the cryogenic, uh, trying to make himself healthy. He had his skin blisters. He had all of that going on. He was never on the field. Then he had the helmet saga, mm. which seems we've a all bit been like there. You know, chillblains on a weekend <laughs> when you, you, you know, it's wet at football and you come in, you're sitting by, you're sitting by the radiator. Oh, we've all been there, chillblains. Get over it, mate. But, 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 because I, I take on board your point that the Raiders were building around AB. But well, you'd probably time, you'd like to think so. You would like to think it, but. At the same time, Gruden knows he was never really there because of the foot injury. So actually, he had to turn to the other wide receivers. Tyrell Williams had a fantastic showing against the Broncos. Um, and their new tight end. Hunter Renfro's there, you know, who people are saying pick up in, in fantasy as well. They've got the pieces. I'm just saying the majority would have been there. He still was there in parts. And, and a lot of people are saying, you know, for hard knocks cameras... Mm. You know, because Raiders obviously have to say what what they're filming and, and see it at the end of the day. There must have been so much that Hard Knocks picked up. They just clearly didn't put out. It's almost like a secret series we need to see because mm. the, the original series, Knock on Wood, if you with me, was was as dull as wood. You know, yeah. it was absolutely terrible. Um, was- but I'm sure there was so much drama behind the scenes. But he has got his free move, and and we tweeted from the account. You know, I, I'm shocked that a he actually was released by Raiders and. And, but then the flip side is, I'm not shocked that the Patriots picked him up because no. everyone was like, would he be signed? He brings so much baggage, as you say. There's so much drama. You know, it's all about him. He's ego-driven. He's, he, he's clearly lost him in it, this helmet thing. And, and I'm like, it was obviously going to be the Patriots and no one else. This is what they do. And ultimately, this is what they do best because they don't care about that. They just want championships. That's all yeah. they care about. A, B... We won't get this whole AB under Bill Belichick. No way will he be allowed to be tweeting on social media. No way will he fall out of line. Bill Belichick is a disciplinarian. Is it, we're, we're gonna? I can see it now. AB is going to absolutely go off. They go down again. Super Bowl. They hang another banner. That won't surprise me in the slightest. AB no. catches the first touchdown to Tom Brady, wins him the game. It's absolutely what they do best. This is the dynasty that the Patriots have. And sorry, Tom. I know I'm I'm rambling just to get you in, but this whole saga is just farcical, really. Because if you look at it. Now all these moves, the social media, the helmet, the feet, maybe this was one whole big theory to finally yeah. get released because we only hear last week that he was he was trying to fight the GM, Mike Mayock, on the training pitch and apparently there were a lot of insults being flown about. Fighting with your GM on the yeah. training field. I mean, it was surely the release was just imminent. Yeah, when you look back at those those uh, segments or those things that have happened, you do feel like, hey, it, 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 it's sort of oh, I, speculation. The conspiracy does seem to, to play true. However, at the same time, I feel sorry for the Raiders, like you say. They've lost those picks. Uh, yes, they didn't get to pay AB any money, but they could have been working out another free agent wide receiver ready. Interesting enough, the Raiders... And he's an AFC rival. He knows all their playbook now. I mean, I'm sure Gruden will change it up a little bit, but... That can help the Patriots if 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 they face them down the line. You know, little yeah. things. You've just been in and around the building. It's not great. No, it's not great. However, the I know you, I kind of agree with you uh, on the hard knocks. I, I watched two episodes and I thought, I've already seen this. It's the same storyline year after year. However, Keelan uh, uh, Doss uh, was undrafted uh, wide receiver, ended up on the Jags practice team. And then the Raiders have just paid even more money. So he's now gone back to the Raiders, a wide receiver. So he'll get his opportunity at the Raiders. He knows the playbook from preseason. It's exciting times, but yeah, I, I feel like every NFL fan will look at the Patriots and be like, "How they've got they've got Gordon Dorsett, they've got wide receivers, Edelman, Edelman's there, a-, a B, Michelle, James yeah. White, they've got wide it's running backs, and and Brady, who is the goat, and we we still know what he's doing at his age. But the question I ask you, Tom, you would only ever get this in the NFL because you know there's a lot of controversy. You know, uh, players 
doing things. That there's a lot of players that have been suspending and, you know, we don't want to go into too much to them. And AB kicking off. If you kicked off at your place of work, if you kicked off, was threatening your boss and wanting an altercation, throwing insults, you wouldn't get a raise and go to... Because he got the raise. The, the Raiders give him a raise. He didn't even play for him. Then they didn't have to pay him. Then he's gone to the Patriots. In no other line of work would would you be allowed to get away with this? It's incredible, really, isn't it? It just shows you that, really, the talent always wins. Yeah. I suppose in, in my industry, of uh, in terms of being a comedian or being a presenter, that sometimes those who shout the loudest, I mean, I think Freddie Kitchens talked about it, have the least to say. But actually, they get enough people going, oh, we should probably get that person because they sound like everyone's talking about that person the hype game but we know that AB can deliver and with the Patriots and their system if he learns even half of that playbook and as we saw 33-3 winners over the Steelers the Patriots were just unbelievable I, I watched that game we'll get to that it's not like they second. need offensive help no they're, they're absolutely and defensively making sure Ben Roethlisberger Juju Smith-Schuster couldn't get to the Bunt Moncrief it was a great game. However, uh, other news uh, that has come out there. Uh, oh, by the way, shout out. You mentioned our Twitter. Uh, thank you very much to, I believe it's Barney uh, that tweeted us. Uh, or just get Charlie to double check that. Um, basically said uh, there was a problem with my mic last week. Um, yeah, there was. Basically, what's <laughs> happened, I, every week I, I try to turn Tom down. Uh, just lower and lower. <laughs> gradually, gradually. I'm doing you all a favour. And uh, the annoying thing is someone's now realised that Tom is getting quieter. Well, so but I've, I've been much, found Barney. out. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Barney, for tweeting us. Uh, we we really appreciate that. Just because, as as we say with this podcast, you know, we're trying to uh, to grow it, and and we love your feedback and things that we can improve and do. And then it's just one big family. Um, also, brand new listener. Charlie, met him at the gym because uh, I love it. There's, when you find another NFL fan who gets excited about it, a guy called Dan at the gym, big Saints fan, actually uh, not that well at the moment, uh, pretty horrific little injury, his retina detached Oof. from his eye. So I, I'm assuming he saw some of those highlights of that game last night, uh, the Saints. But anyway, it's just so lovely to meet other fans. So I know Hope we've got a new well listener. Soon. Yeah, new listener. So thank you very much, Dan. Um, okay, uh, Nick Foles, the other injury um, update, uh, out threw an incredible touchdown, knocked shoulder, bam, out for the season. The Jags, they're going to struggle after... After my season-long prediction that they're, they're going to make the playoffs. This is what you No one wants to hear about the injury. Everyone wants to know my season-long prediction is Dan in the dumps already at week one. No, you I'm gutted for Nick You said they would get to the playoffs. Uh, but the Jags still will. <laughs> Not if Miles Jack's going to walk off. He needed to get absolutely carried off. I don't know if you saw the ejection. You know, it was like, you know, when you... I don't know, when you're a kid and you just don't want to be somewhere and you're getting dragged by your parents. He was like, two big men like were struggling to get him off the field. Yeah, it was strange scenes. He's their new linebacker, right, that's, that's come in. So, so but No, he's been there for years. He's just got the extension, you mean. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, Miles Jack, yeah. Um, yeah, just just a strange one. That. But the Jags, I, I know the Chiefs beat them and Mahomes clearly picked up from where he left off. But the Jags itself, I thought they actually started okay. You know, Foles was looking good. They was actually Fournette. in the game. Yeah, they they were looking okay. You know, D.D. Westbrook got the touchdown. D.J. Chark, they were looking good. Ramsey managed to injure Tyreek Hill by throwing him down. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it was it was going to plan. Tyreek Hill's out uh, injured now uh, for a little while. But the Jags had to have Gardner uh, Minshew come on. Seventy nine point seven uh, quarterback rating. You know, I love a quarterback rating. You do. Had, had a. Decent he was game. actually good. He yeah. was decent. Yeah, he's not bad. Although now the Jags are saying, even though he was good and decent, we've we've traded for Josh Dobbs, a fifth round pick next year. But maybe Josh Dobbs will back him up, or Josh Dobbs I, will start. I, well, if you look at, I mean, look, the, in terms of uh, twenty-two um, 
receptions that, that uh, Gardner Minshew has thrown out uh, of 25 attempts, two touchdowns, one interception. If you look at Joshua Dobbs, six, uh, he's played five regular games, uh, six completions, uh, 43 yards, one interception. So I feel like they will stick with Minshew, and but Dobbs is there for a bit of experience. Well, but, there you go. But that's not... A lot of not people are saying Jags should trade for Rosen because... Are you ki- after Rosen's performance at the week? Uh, he got one completion, one interception. That well, let's let's hey, let's pull it back a bit here because you're being I'm ridiculous. Just going, I'm going for the, the headlines, mate. That's all I'm going for. Yeah, you're going for clickbait. Let's look at the facts. A Ravens had all the possession at all the ball. The Dolphins don't have a bad offensive line. They have no offensive line. Yeah, they couldn't get Fitch that run pa- game because they have no offensive line. Fitzpatrick started the game, so it's not all on Rosen. That defense. The, the, you know, apparently we're hearing there is an absolute fire sale in Miami at minute. So many players apparently come out, we're ringing their agents after the game saying, get me out of here now, trade him out of here now. They don't want the embarrassment. Of they everything. don't want to be here. We, we, you know, people are saying that they're going to tank this year. Tank, they ain't going to get on the board. You know, this is nothing to do with Rosen. Let's, this is not a defensive Rosen, but let's look at the, the situation that he's been put in. Charlie year one. A, Charlie is a big advocate of Josh Rosen. Now, I don't dislike him, so I'm, I'm all ears. No, no, no. I'm just saying it so matters when you get drafted or where you've been drafted, what mm-hmm. situation you fall into. He falls into the Cardinals, who, again, at this current climate, are not a great team. I'm trying to be nice. They're not a great team. They have a terrible O-line. He was in that. Still, still, Steve Wilkes is his head coach, defensive coach, you know, and the offensive play... Uh, his name has slipped my mind, the coordinator. Mike McCoy, terrible for Rosen. He had a terrible first year. Gets traded. It is still his first year, that college to the pro mm-hmm. game adjustment. You know, second year league, we hear about that. He's got to get used to the playbook. Oh, don't worry about this playbook, mate. We're sending you to Miami, uh, who we've just got a new head coach, who's also a defensive coach. He comes from New England Patriots. But just get used to the Miami way. Oh, and also, we've just traded our best uh, left tackle over to the Texans. We've got some uh, four foot, I think, is he 13? Yeah, we're going to get this kid to protect you over in Miami. He's got to learn a new scheme. You know, he hasn't had the best chance, has he, in the league. If I'm the Jags, Foles goes down, let's go and get him. Because maybe Miami, they might want that first pick next year for a quarterback. There's going to be a couple very nice prospects coming through. They want him. Rosen, you know, it just makes sense for me. The Jags should have got Rosen. It makes sense to you. Now, it now, I take on board everything you've said. However, I do not feel like the Jags, they were all in on Nick Foles. He's injured now. He's out for the season. Minchu, Minchu, if I'm pronouncing it right, the gardener, the gardening man comes in, uh, falls is on gardening leave, the gardener replaces him, right? At this point, he knows the playbook. He was watering those plants, watering Mate, those plants. He was letting the seeds Ooh. just come out. Summer in here. I feel like you're right, but I feel like the Jags need that capital. Let's give Minchu the, the opportunity. If they tank and don't do very well, they're going to get, uh, I think, in the draft uh, coming up, uh, next season uh, is going to be epic for the amount of good quarterbacks. So I feel like you'd have to make a big investment into Rosen to get him out of Miami in terms of trades or not like really. I well, think well, I feel like they want him. No, they've already got just keep it. They've, they've already, already given gave a, a second pick for Rosen. So what? A second back? Even less? I reckon it would cost less the Jags. Absolutely. I hope they made the call. It would cost less. They don't. They clearly want the next quarterback. They're not in on him. They started Fitzpatrick. It just makes no sense. Well, I just want to see Rosen with a good O-line in a good scheme and then I'll go, ah, actually he hasn't got it. And he probably might not have because every team that he goes to doesn't seem to be all in on him. He wasn't even one of the first quarterbacks taken. I think he was the fourth. He hasn't been given a a fair crack of the whip. Like Quarterbacks look great in a good system when there's lots of good players. They look terrible when there isn't the protection around them. So yeah, you're right. Josh Rosen does deserve Mm. that opportunity. I just don't think the Jags should going in for him because 
they don't they don't care. They've, they've this is a terrible it. comparison, but you know, Cowboys have a great offensive line. What 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 would have Dak done with the Dolphins this week? And oh, I'm not nothing. saying Dak's only good because of the Cowboys' offensive no. line, but I'm just saying when people go, oh, Rosen, woo, well, what would anyone have done? What would Ro- Rogers or Brady or Mahomes done? Okay, that so mean they weren't even on the field. It was all Ravens. In which case, I, I see what you mean, and my reaction. I don't think it was clickbaity, but comparatively, I would say you're taking another gamble on Rosen. You're not getting solid right there for, for like, if you would go, we'll get a second round pick. We'll, we'll dr- give them that draft pick to the Miami Dolphins and we'll get Rosen. They may as well stick with Minshew. That's what I'm saying. Stick with the Gardner. You've got a backup in Josh Yeah, but then they're already, if they, if they don't They're already throwing away the season. Yeah, I but why would you? you? Why would you after one, one well, game? I agree with you, Charlie, but we don't know what quality Rosen has. I think he has more upside is what we're talking about here. But mm. you've suddenly got to get this quarterback in, learn the playbook at the Jags quickly after he's had, as you said, one year of learning a playbook at the Cardinals. Then he started to learn the next one and they're like, oh, no, no, you're gone to Miami. So I feel like just just he's not the one to go to. You'd have a more experienced quarterback. But they've got Foles. They believed in Foles at the yeah, Jags. Foles they're going for to, a whole year. I know, and they're going to have to wait until next season to even see whether that experiment works. So they're trying to keep it cheap. Foles they're got keeping that much it cheap. time now. Yeah, yeah. They're keeping it cheap. Um, listen, uh, what, what's your thoughts on the Rosen debate or the Jags? Have they made that right decision? You know what to do. You can tweet us at Ice the Kicker Pod. Um, Charlie, um, I love a little heated debate, but it's not Rawr. really a debate. We're just, no. we're just passionate. Uh, let's talk about it then, mate. Um, Packers, Bears, they kick-started the 100th season. Um, it was a tad boring um, because the Bears could not get that offense going. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looked decent. Um, Jimmy Graham um, getting that ball. We know how explosive he was at the Saints. Hasn't quite lived up to that at the Packers, but he seemed to be like Aaron Rodgers' target because the Bears, very, very good on defense. Not a high-scoring game. 10-3 to the Packers. How did you see it? Uh, Debate number two. I think it was an absolute great game and not because the Packers won. I mean... I just, I don't know, again, maybe NFL was away. It was the first game back. I loved it. I thought both teams were excellent defensively. Yeah. And it, to me, they're the games I want to see. Both so solid defensively. Great defensive display. And you said it was one for the purists. I thought people were going to love this game. This is like, the defense was awesome. Then obviously I woke up to all the tweets and people going, oh, like, you're terrible game. Oh, you know, it's not normally like this in the NFL. I'm like, huh? I was like, I genuinely loved it. You know, we know of the Chicago Bears defense. I think the Packers defense, year two, Mike Pettin, the free agents, Darius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian mm. Amos, who got the int off uh, Trubisky against his former team. He said he knows that play. He expected that. It was meant that. to happen. There, yeah, it was almost written. There was so many good. I think both offenses... Uh, Trubisky and, you know, Matt Nagy's meant to be this great offensive play caller. Well, I don't know what happened in game one. Maybe they was a little bit rusty. Didn't play a lot in the preseason. He's, he just he couldn't move the him. chains. Matt Nagy said and, it was on him. And uh, we said it last week. Would would the Packers offense under Matt LaFleur hit the ground running? Or, again, another team that hasn't played in the preseason. So when we have the argument how important is preseason, it looked like an offense who had never played snaps together, yep. which is what it was. It looked rusty. It looked like... We were still waiting for it to click. So there is that element. The offences were, but, you know, I have just give credit to both defences. So I think everyone needs to take a step back on both offences because they are, you know, okay. It's just, I think, playing against that Chicago Bears defence and hopefully what the Packers defence can do this year, for for any side, it's going to be a tough 
a tough game. It just seemed frustrating. For, for a neutral, it was just mm. one of those games where it was frustrating, uh, probably because I had uh, Adams in my, my fantasy. Yeah, but it's I, hard I, to look at games from a fantasy standpoint. Oh, incredibly. It's, it's re remarkably frustrating. That's why I have to put the app away and just watch the game. Um, uh, Bakatari, how do you pronounce his name? Maybe Bakatari, yeah. Bakatari, fascinating. What really, really uh, I was intrigued by, uh, him on the offensive line, he turns his head towards the center. Mm. So he sees the snap, the ball come out quicker than anybody else so he's not waiting for the count then he turns his head and he starts protecting and that allows well, he's, him he turns his head he listens to the count and he waits for Corey Lindsley who's the Green Bay Packers centre and why this is because people he's he's widely regarded as as one of the best left tackles in mm. the NFL currently if not the best left tackle he needs to protect that blind side which means the quarterback Rodgers can't see when he's going to get hit or sacked thank you correct and he says because people often say oh, what, you know, what's the most important thing to you as a left tackle what should I work on and he said it's the get off he said if I can already set myself before the opposing pass rusher is coming for me I can, I can protect he went that first step is, the, uh, is like the most vital mm. ingredient it's the most important factor so he wants to already be set before because if he's trying to take that one step and now line himself up he's already off balance he gets pushed over and weirdly I'm giving Tom a visual aid as I, as <laughs> I tell I'm this but, so, but the only thing that did, did happen because because these little things of NFL I'm mm. sure people listening now will have the same thing you find out something you go that's really interesting yeah. and then you start looking out for it he did get uh, what they call bull rushed a few mm. times which means he's just staggering backwards and then hit Aaron Rodgers, uh, but, yeah, but, but again, I thought it was, I, I thought it was you're going up against Chicago. You, you're not going to win every one on one, and especially when you've got players like Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks. You know, everyone coming for you. It's a it's, it's a tough matchup. Uh, I think Brian Belaga, who who's the Green Bay Packers right tackle, done brilliant against Khalil Mack. You know, finally fully fit this year, but just. These teams, look, whoever won that game, I'm trying to be, you know, as, as impartial as possible. I, I, no one wants to lose. It's, it's no. sport. It's a team win. But, you know, Chicago, uh, Chicago lost last year to the Green Bay Packers in the opening game. They went on to win the division and the playoffs. So going 0-1 is not the biggest worry. But looking at the stats, Chicago have now lost six straight opening games. Their last six opening games, they have lost. That is the longest streak in the NFL. The longest winning streak of winning the opening game was the Broncos at seven. They obviously lost this weekend to the yeah. Raiders. So that's at the next, the now the current highest is Green Bay, who have five current wins of winning on the open day. That streak is still, of course, ongoing. Thank you very much, Charlie. It sounded like that was the end of the bulletin there. And, uh, well, and back now to you in the, the weather. <laughs> um, yes, uh, indeed, the Raiders getting that 24-16 win against the Broncos. Um, also, the 49ers getting a 33-17 win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, interesting enough, little stat from that one, Charlie. I was just going to say, uh, Jameis Winston uh, became the third quarterback in 15 years to throw two pick sixes in the opening game. Um, now, the Niners Yeesh. only had two takeaways, the whole interceptions, the whole of last Pizza year. Pizza Hut and... The, hot, <laughs> the whole season. Uh, Ooh, this one two takeaways three. in one night. Uh, so, as, as a Niners fan myself, Bruce Arians said about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when we stop beating ourselves, we'll be good. No risk it, no, no biscuit. biscuit. Uh, Jameis Winston uh, not looking all that flash, um, getting those three turnovers. Uh, also, the Rams getting a 30 to 27 uh, win over close the there close very close now Panthers enough, no 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 uh, 
No mugs, you know. I mean, I was looking for a want of a better word. And interesting, that NFC South, only one team won this weekend, the Saints. The Falcons lost, the mm. Panthers lost, and the Bucks lost. So the Saints already, str- uh, not a stronghold on that division, but it's nice when three of your division rivals have started with an opening day defeat. It definitely helps. Um, interesting enough, but Cam Newton had all that surgery. Mentioned injuries earlier in the podcast. Uh, Cam's arm, I don't think it's looking that good. One interception and minus two for running. Cam, I don't think he's going to be the interest interesting one for the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey, different story. Looks lights out, incredible player. However, he played Cam every single snap, Christian he did, he McCaffrey. did it last year, something like 98%. He what is... worries me is he's still on this rookie deal. Yep. He's a running back. He's this, you know, the hybrid now. He's a dual threat. He, he can pass catch. So he, he's, he's available in all downs. Before they give him this big deal... Is he going to run himself into the ground? Wear and tear. It's going to affect him at some point, whether it's two years, five years down the line. He is playing every snap. There was one snap when he went for a big run and he got up and he was on the sideline and he was physically like... And I thought, all right, they were at the goal line, to be fair. I thought, oh, I'll have this one off. He came in and still played the snap. Admittedly, it was a fake. They threw him in there so to still worry him and then uh, he wasn't used. But he plays every snap. Yeah. I mean, what would the Panthers be like without... A lot of tread McCaffrey? on those tyres. Exactly. Uh, watch out. Uh, interesting enough, we mentioned it earlier, the Titans getting a 43-13 to 13 win against the Browns. Uh, you said it. There are some incredible games in the NFL. Monday night football was incredible. And we, we will talk about the Texans Saints in just a second. But what annoyed you uh, was Baker Mayfield. That we, we, we were treated to that as a game. And I think everyone as a neutral was think, watching the Browns going, what's happened to this team? They just couldn't get going at all. No, they? I wasn't annoyed by Baker uh, Baker at all. Baker's someone I'm a fan of and I really like. It was just, I think it was more, we, we were so shocked. I mean, A, you know, hold my hands up, predicted the uh, Browns, to, the win Browns to win. So not only did I think they were going to win, it, they lost. And they lost by a big, big margin. Fair play to those Titans. You know, they always, credit to the Titans, because they always, always go under the radar. No one really talks about them, you know. They lost Matt LaFleur. Arthur Smith looked fantastic as the offensive coordinator, you know, play calling there. Mike Vrabel, what a fantastic moustache. It just, they just, <laughs> they look like they're coming together, you know. Um, they got that Marcus, really Patriots yeah, last year. Marcus Mario, or however you pronounce it, he, he, you know, he's someone, oh, he really needs to get it this year, but he's had like five different coordinators in five years. It's ridiculous. He's another one, you know, talking about situations and scenarios. It was a great win. And we talk about it because you said last week, and there was a little bit of stick, uh, the Browns weren't going to make the playoffs. We like the Browns. We like what we're doing there. But I saw a, a pundit and it said, games are not, one uh, when you sign all these star players it's, no. it's it's one you know in the dirty work you know with everyone else and they haven't got an offensive line and Baker yeah did have some interceptions but again it's what we spoke about Rosen where was the protection for him they need to go out and get someone you've gone and got the flashy running back the flashy wide receiver great tight end great quarterback you've got to protect these guys you know yeah. whereas these guys aren't even seeing any of the ball and, and it almost was like we saw what we expected maybe a little bit from Baker Last year, you know, like, all oh, just come in the league. Now he's a pro. Little quarterback struggles. But last year, he played lights out. Mm. So, obviously, the expectations even went high. And was like, oh, Baker week one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sky on it. And then it was like, oh, Baker. But it was like Baker took a step back. But, again, Tom, the brands, no snaps in preseason with Odell and Baker. You can't expect to hit the ground running in week one. No. So, what can we take from this uh, for fans? Maybe don't read in 
to this week one too much. That was their preseason in week one. Uh, hopefully the Browns will improve for them. Uh, interesting enough for the Titans, they they acquired Cameron Wake from Miami uh, from that fire sale. 2.5 sacks uh, mm. in that game for Cameron Wake. Very good. Now Derek Henry, a running back. Uh, one catch, <laughs> uh, 75 yards, one touchdown. He just does the one big ones, don't he? I mean, fantasy, sometimes he doesn't get the points and he doesn't put it up, but then he has one big explosive play. But he's not doing the other stuff. But, you know, we know he went for 99 mm-hmm. yards and that stays in people's minds, 75 yards, which was an instant reply, uh, I add, by the Titans. But no one really expected that result coming. But no. that, again, is what makes me love the NFL. It, we Last year is long way gone. It doesn't work like that. Do you know what I mean? You never know what's going to happen on the weekend. The teams we're going, oh, wasn't they great? Like, yeah. it, like Ravens, oh, 59 points for the Ravens. Might get smashed this weekend. Like, they probably <laughs> won't, but it's... Uh, I'm trying to be cautious of me and you going, oh, it looks amazing, mate. Look, absolutely I know, amazing. I know. It is one week. Because it's like, it's preseason. And no one. one's seen these schemes in preseason because people are very vanilla. They hide their offensive schemes. So no one's also had no tape to go on. Once we get to week three and four, when there's been a couple of weeks of tape, oh, we know they're doing these plays now. Mm. People start to clock on to what you're doing. It's going to be very, very different. Yeah, you just don't want to be a team that's going zero and four at that stage. And then you worked it out and go, oh, we've worked out the uh, secret. Um, yeah, so uh, Titans look good. Delaney Walker, a guy that was injured pretty much the whole of last season. I think it was injured in the first game. Mariota likes the connection with uh, Delaney Walker. Good tight end. Uh, Mariota, as we know, lots of injuries. Okay, uh, another man, a quarterback, lots of injuries. Uh, Deshaun Watson uh, playing against the Saints. We know what happened to the Saints. There was a bit of a play call in by the officiate. Officiating uh, went awry against the Rams last year. Um, and the first night for them, what a game. It's my MVP in terms of basically the best game of the week. Wow. Houston's versus the Saints. It had everything, Charlie. Uh, we just watched the highlights just now. I'd watched uh, the full run of it. It was incredible. It finished 28 to Houston, 30 to the Saints. It came down to that last fourth quarter. Deshaun Watson throws an incredible touchdown to Kenny Stills. They think they've won it, but comes back. Uh, Will Lutz, longest field goal ever. 58 yards. I mean, you know, we know what Will Lutz can do, especially in the Superdome. What a... What a just a field goal. What a win for the Saints. And, you know, it was two extremes. You just mentioned that Chicago and Green Bay game, you know, 10-3, yeah. one for the purists, wasn't great. And then the flip side is you have games like that on a Monday night with the Texans Saints, 30-28. And we just watched it back, you know, obviously. And we're watching it and it's 20, I think it's 24-21. And it's not long to go in the fourth quarter. And we're like, oh, you know, this is it. Still so much action. And that's what the NFL gives you. And Texans, they keep having these shootout games. They just can't get over the line, Tom. I'm not quite sure. You know, they've had a few shootout games with the Patriots and other teams. But they always seem to be on the wrong end of that shootout. Yeah. Uh, Hopkins was there. Um, We loved his uh, tackle. His WWE (laughs) after the interception. Get out of here. Um, They've got weapons on that team. Unfortunately, though, they... And now they've got Laramie Tunsil, who they got from the Dolphins. They did. Deshaun Watson is being protected. He He wasn't. It wasn't. And now look what what, what he He was sacked six times. He was sacked six times in that game. Mate, if you're going to talk stats... Well, (laughs) he was sacked six times, and you're right. Tunsil came out this... uh, I think it was yesterday or or early... uh, Yesterday for us, uh, and said very uh, clearly, we need to do a better job of protecting Watson. He was getting hit a few times. But they were. They were so close. The Saints, um, a first win for them in a long, long time on the opening uh, game of the season. They lost to the Tampa Bay Bucks in the first game. Another shootout early on in the season. Um, the Saints, this will be really good for them because they actually had 
coming to the end of the first half, another officiating. Uh, can I, I'm going to say it. Lots of up, Saints fans <laughs> were uh, wearing like referee like jerseys, obviously because of what happened last year. They must have just I don't know. It must have been a like big sale at Foot Locker or something. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of staff uh, yeah. a night out. Um, but yeah, they they had another officiating call which they weren't happy about. Uh, but the Saints looking very good. Texans. I mean, look, you're putting up those numbers. They're not. Well, they're, they're, they're going to be a good team. Mm. They just didn't get. Well, the Colts. And they need to the Colts and the Jags lost as well. So, the, you know, the the Texans asked to win it. Mm. Okay, um, you mentioned it briefly. How good were the Ravens in Week One? Well, they were very good in Week One, Charlie. Fifty-nine points. At one point, it got to halftime. They were absolutely dominating. Uh, Lamar Jackson. A lot of people in fantasy took him. Um, I'm referring to myself. Still didn't help me get a win, but he was incredible we didn't know how good of a, a passer he was we knew he could use his legs but five touchdowns for him in that game uh, rg3 came on got a touchdown as well after how bad his, his partner just had a kid the day before rg3 still flew out to the game they the ravens flew him out and he got on so professional right. he, he is very professional uh interesting enough how do you look at this do you say the ravens are incredible or do you say the Miami Dolphins are so terrible? It's an interesting one. And I know we'll meet in the middle. I say both. I, th I think the Ravens were awesome and I think the Dolphins were atrocious. But just if we look at that before we talk about Lamar Jackson, because that was incredible. The Ravens set six franchise records in one game on Sunday. It was the most points they've ever scored, 59. The most touchdowns at eight. The total net yards was 643. It was their biggest margin of victory at 49. It was their highest quarterback uh, passer rating. Lamar Jackson posted 158.3. And it was the most passing touchdowns by one quarterback uh, to tie the record, Lamar Jackson five. I mean, if you're going to go in and out yourself, I'm now <laughs> the star. This is how you do it. Incredible day for the Ravens. But if we just look at Lamar Jackson, and, and I want to I wanna hold my hands up you know because I certainly wasn't one that was saying he couldn't pass he couldn't do this but I was one of the ones who was saying well I haven't seen it yet I'm, yeah. I mean let's see what he does with a big off season I'm not saying I was uh, I wasn't convinced and I wasn't I wasn't a, 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 a no hoper like no he's got no chance you know Lamar Jackson the Ravens why are they investing all in him really wanted to see more from him and you know what fair play to him because the, these are the quarterbacks of the future, the ones that do have the agility, our mobile, the dual threats. We just mentioned it. He can run, he can pass, and he clearly has worked on it. And when you have worked on something so hard, anything in life, you reap the rewards, you know, fair play to him. And But again, it is week one. It was against not the greatest of teams. Can he do it against the other teams? And can he do it against teams now that they see from Lamar, when they watch him on tape, you you know, your, your system does get worked out a little bit. But I'm only excited to see it going forward. Yeah. And those Ravens... and, and and, and this is what's great about the NFL because people are going, oh, this year, you know, the Browns, they're going to win that division. And, well, the Steelers, they're always really good, aren't they? They've got Juju. But it was the Ravens. Yeah. It was the Ravens who went one out and, and won and went one and oh. So that's what you get. Yeah. Um, obviously, with Harbaugh said, you know, it's going to be running plays. Melvin Ingram got two touchdowns in his, uh, his first start for the Ravens. Looking very strong, very good. What can the Dolphins do? That's something I think every Dolphins fan is wondering right now. It's a fire sale. Flores, you know, defensive coordinator. I feel sorry for him for the situation that he's come into because that is a massive rebuilding job on around. What can I, they I do? Hope, I, hope I don't want to be harsh. Just start counting that down the days to the draft in 2020. Which which seems like a throwaway. Everyone was predicting the Dolphins were going to be in a situation. However, Flores, I hope you have 
a guaranteed payout if they decide we're going to drop. I really hope be. they don't fire him because yeah, well, who else could have done w- yeah. a- any job with this team this year? And there's no if, if you hire someone for the future. If you think you, you're expecting something this year, don't hire Flores, who is a new head coach. Give him time to implement his his plans, his mm. plays. You can't go all oh, we're here the second year jump for a player and not give that to the manager. He has to have one more off season and certainly when maybe they still don't have the quarterback that they want. So I hope they don't. I mean, what, what he, else could have anyone done with Miami? In his year? interview, they wouldn't have said, what can you do with less than you've got now? <laughs> How many wins are you mm. predicting? And, well, and well, at which point, yeah. he, he would have said, look, this is my plan. This is the year one. We'll, we'll get I as many so. draft picks and then let me go and do that. In football over here, you, you don't have that. You do mm. not have that. It's a manager's like, it's, it's all now. It's all win now. But in the NFL, hopefully he gets that time to implement what he wants after the Gase uh, situation. I'm, I'm all for it. But th- it's going to be hard for a Miami fan this year because you're going to get slapped about. And, <laughs> and, and I mean that in a very polite way of saying, you know it, I know it. I'm just saying the truth. We don't want to see it. One thing I would say is, you know... W- when it is the end of season, we see teams change head coach. And one of the teams that obviously I maybe focus on a little bit more is the, is the Green Bay Packers. And I'll be always say right or wrongly the things they do. And one of the things, they, they was doing this head coach search and Matt LaFleur was the 10th, I think I'm getting this right, but he was the last person they interviewed. And up until that point, Brian Gudekunst and Mike Murphy, the CEO, said that every candidate we have interviewed was very uninspiring. Didn't, didn't uh, motivate us, didn't fire us up, didn't like come up off the page, entice us with their plans. Mm. One of those head coaching guys was Brian Flores, who's now at Miami. Now, I'm not saying that they're right or I'm not saying that they're wrong. I wasn't in that room. But what interests me, Tom, is that what did they see in Brian that said, this guy is uninspiring towards us. He's not for us. But that Miami saw him and went... This is the man yeah, that's yeah. going to lead us. Now, I'm not saying Miami are right, and I'm not saying Green Bay are right. Or right. I don't know who's right or wrong. Only time will tell. Exactly. But what did they see that Green Bay didn't see? Like, Green Bay could be wrong. Brian could be the brilliant, like, next manager of mine. Why didn't they see? It's, it's very, what were they looking for? Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm just saying that I hope Miami, I hope that, firstly, Green Bay didn't get it wrong by not hiring, but I also hope that Miami, Miami didn't get it wrong by hiring him because... You know, sometimes when the first manager start to go off, you can make a quick reaction high and go, oh, let's get Brian then. Yeah. Let's hope he's the right man. I think uh, hopefully he's not the guy to fall on the sword and then and then they kick him out. Like, I just want like him to be given time. Yeah, but they should all be given time. Definitely. You don't get it though. Uh, Seahawks, uh, other results, uh, 21-20 victors over the Bengals. Bengals, decent. They Again, lost we Joe wasn't Mixon. really expecting that. No. Uh, 429 yards on offense for the Bengals. Uh the Seahawks getting it done. Their uh, uh, defense, quite a few sacks, uh, haven't even got the answer uh, back, uh, but they seem to have an answer for the Bengals. 21 20 uh, victors. Um, Eagles, they were getting beat pretty good and convincingly by the Redskins. Um, good old Vernon Davis uh, leapfrogging over a defender. There was about four around him. The Eagles to, won that game. Uh, they did, but in the you first half. They the, was getting beat. They was getting beat. Uh, the Redskins were looking incredible. Case Keenum throwing it about, uh, but, you know, the talent. They raced the into a lead. And interestingly enough, P- Adrian Peterson was inactive Th- that, that day. He was, a, he, was, he was a healthy scratch. And First time was, in 13 years he'd ever had a scratch. What was crazy about it was uh, Jay Gruden said that they needed an extra player on special teams, so someone had to be sacrificed. He's the head coach. That, you know, 
I understand that that reason. If that's true, that that's fair enough. But what was interesting, apparently, a lot of the veterans on the day were really unhappy mm. about Adrian. You know, I'm sure the the players blocking for him, what he brings to the dressing room, and then what happens? Darius Geis uh, gets another injury. You know, he missed his whole rookie year last year. Now Adrian's going to come back, and it's oh no, you want me? No, yeah. you need me. Next I, I think it's, I was telling you actually uh, before the podcast. I said, oh, he got given the award for last year's uh, offensive MVP. Well done, Adrian. Thanks a lot. Oh, mm. by the way, um, you don't need to suit up this weekend. And it's it's bittersweet. It looks good for Adrian Peterson. He'll come back into that team um, and see what happens. Uh, also, as you mentioned earlier, the Vikings getting a 28-12 victory over the Falcons. Um, boom or bust, Charlie? We do it every week. We look at our boom or bust. Uh, my predictions were uh, that the Lions... Uh, defense uh, was gonna hold out against the Cardinals and get a win. Well, they well, it didn't. did for a certain amount of time, and then so. they lost 18 points. <laughs> it was uh, remarkable. Um, and uh, the Jags, I said, would beat the Chiefs. I think they were looking good for it, and I was like, I knew I was right. I sh- I'm always trust your gut. And then uh, Nick Foles goes down. So uh, I was uh, zero for two, Charlie. Uh, well, this week I said that the Panthers would beat the Rams. It was a close game, 30-27, but I was also incorrect. So it's a collective with zero for free. You know, that's what we do a pod for, so keep tuning in. <laughs> uh, but don't worry, I did save face because I said that the Raiders, even with the AB saga, they would go on to beat divisional rivals, the Denver Broncos, and they did. So I'm one for two. In game weeks, because I want to keep hold of this, really? I'm beating you 1-0. Okay. Okay, I got more right, so I'm. Be- I want to keep hold of this because mm. I think I would have won the trophy Joe's last year. Very, very competitive. Um, one game we. Um, I'm going to move on very quickly. We are that. competitive because we played in our league this year, uh, this week. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Uh, league of Champs that Tom created, and uh, we, we we kicked off week one. Who won that, Tom? Uh, you did, Charlie. Boom. So yeah, don't... and he had Lamar Jackson, and I'll still beat him. Uh, just to put it out there, um, Charlie did for his season prediction say the Jets and the Jags would both make the playoffs. <laughs> so you know, saving some uh, face there. You, d- <laughs> you d- if we're going to go on season, you said last year the Patriots wouldn't make the playoffs. Mate, I'm talking about they this are year. the defending I Super Bowl champion. You can only. never do a worse <laughs> su- uh, season-long prediction. The team that won it all, you yeah. said, won't even make the playoffs. Yeah. You can't get worse, mate. Yeah. And and they were right yeah. this week. Um, Patriots, one, one second. They did beat the Steelers 33 to 3. Uh, the Steelers only managed to get 10% of what the Patriots scored. They were lights out. Patriots looked dominant. Defense stopping. I want to know how long it took you to work that calculate your 10%. Uh, well, I actually I phoned a friend. Um, we I watched it, and I, I have to say, the Steelers, I don't know that they're, they're missing AB. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster tried to get free a few times. Just wasn't happening for them. Didn't even use their tight end, Vance McDonald. Couldn't get the run game going. Another team that couldn't, uh, did get it going, you mentioned the Raiders. Josh Jacobs looked good. Hello, he Tiger. looked good. Really good. First round pick for them. One that they did get right. Tom Brady, though, 21 touchdowns, yep. zero interceptions in his last six home game against the Steelers. He, he, he just turns it on against them all the time. Well, he turns it on against everyone, but yeah. it's an incredible run. Talking of incredible runs, the longest streak in the NFL for home games uh, home wins, shall I say, 14 straight home wins for the Patriots. Mm. 14 straight home wins. The next teams who are closest have seven straight home wins. That is double. 14 straight home wins. Talk about like a fortress. Yeah. I mean, I, I, a fortress. I, w- do you remember back in the day, uh, we went to... Back in the day. Uh, Oxford Circus, went to the Nike store, and we ended up just bumping into a couple of uh, the players. I think it were the, the Bills then. Uh, Gilmore, the, co- the cornerback. Mm. 
absolutely, we got a little picture of him. He dominated Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, they didn't even double team him. They I coached just, him up when I saw yeah. him. Well, that's what we said. We said, you'll be fine, mate. Um, but it is really interesting to watch those Patriots. They were 20 nothing up at halftime. Josh Gordon's there, Dorset getting two touchdowns. I don't know if anyone can beat them, and I, I'm worried about that. But listen, it's week one. There might be some injuries. Um, okay, so looking ahead to week two, uh, picking out those right, games. It's one nil to me, right? In Boom or Why Bust. Why do you keep bringing that up? One nil. Okay, great. Good stuff from you. Thursday night's game is the Bucks versus the Panthers. Uh, got the 49ers away at the Bengals. I think that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, but the Chargers at the Lions. Lions. Left Are we not doing our Boom and Bust for next week? Oh, yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry. Going past it, mate. I just said it's one nil for the week. Come on. Okay. Uh, all right. My um, Boom is the Texans. Uh, they are at home to the Jags, and Hopkins is getting two touchdowns. That's Hopkins. my boom. Okay. okay, I like it. I, all right. And interesting enough, that Monday night football, the MNF, Browns at the Jets, uh, Baker Mayfield comes back, at least three touchdowns for him. Baker Mayfield. There you go. Those, those are my... my the yeah, but that's, that's, that's two booms. That's Yeah, because that's how I roll, mate. You know, cause one <laughs> I need a bust. There. I can't accept both yeah. of those. I no, need a bust. I know. Okay. I'll do mine and you can think of a bust because <laughs> that's cheating. When you go one or down, this is what Tom does. <laughs> My bust this week is that the Mahomes and the Chiefs train will stop because those Raiders are going to beat the Chiefs this week. So the Chiefs are busting this week. That's a pretty big, bold prediction, I think, for the Chiefs. That they're losing. They're losing. The Raiders are going to beat them. Whoa. My boom this week is that the Titans, they finally beat those Colts because whenever Andrew Luck played against the Titans, he was never defeated. I think he played 11-1-11. Well, Andrew Luck isn't there now. The Titans won last week. The Colts lost. The Titans get a victory over the Colts. They are boom this week. Mm. Okay, I'm going to say bust uh, here. I will say this, Charlie, and I don't know why. I just feel like it. because you're rushing. Yeah, because I'm panicking. Um, Connor for the Steelers. No running touchdown for him uh, at home to the Seahawks. So you're saying that's your bust? That's my I'm bust. I'm definitely going to tune him up this week. Okay, probably will. Perfect. Uh, I, just, I just picked it out of thin air there. All right, um, it's before we wrap things up uh, for this week, let's look at a couple of games quickly. Um, but we can take our time. doesn't matter. Obviously, the big game that jumps out to me, the Saints at the Rams. Huge game. We know that from the NFC Championship game last year. Uh, the Rams will be looking to hold on. Uh, Jared Goff looked okay. He looked like he got things going. Todd Gurley. Nice to play after that massive contract extension. Yeah, and uh, and he did all right. Uh, Todd Gurley, I think it was something like 14 carries uh, for Todd Gurley. Uh, and um, Low, very low. Fantasy owners absolutely in despair. Still Maybe got 97 yards, though. But yeah, but we, I still feel like, you know, the wall's over our eyes with this one. We don't know the full extent of this Gurley injury. Is it still lingering on? Because they said, you know, he won't be on a snap count. You know, he's, he's going to get loads of touches. Well, he wasn't getting loads of touches. Uh, they kept going to Malcolm Brown, is yeah, it? If two real, touchdowns for him. Yeah, this is what I mean. Gurley was not getting the carries. Very, something's going on there. I'm saying it from a selfish point because I do have him yeah. in my lineup. Um, however, as, as, a, as in, the, in the real world, not the fantasy, um, Todd Gurley, He's still getting almost 100 yards for the game. The Rams will be happy with that, knowing that Brown is ready to... to, to Can mop up. Exactly. Or the Saints, it, Gurley's doing the mop up. The Saints lost points, though. Uh, they let a lot of points, 28 points against the Texans. So the Saints need to make sure Kamara's running. And Latavius Murray, we watched it. Um, he's a great second back uh, for Well, it, they need that compliment because they lost Ingram, didn't they, mm. to the Ravens. And that two-back system worked so well for them. So Latavius Murray if they carry that forward, we'll clearly get a lot of touches. Mm. I think it'll be a, a, a great contest. Um, who would you be leaning towards after week one, looking at both teams? 
uh, for, that, for that fixture for at home for the Rams. The Rams. It's got to be. Okay. I, I, agree in, I, I love it that when, you know, because we are still so fresh. It's still in its infancy this season. And last year's games are still on our mind. I love it when in week one, week two, we get these kind of matchups because it's clearly we're, we're thinking of last year and now they're playing again this weekend. So, yes, it's a new season, new players, but it will be even by the, the TV networks. It's going to be dubbed as your revenge match. And I'm all in for it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm eating that up. <laughs> uh, you said about the Ravens in week one and uh, they got that 59 to 10 victory over the Dolphins. They're at home to the Cardinals. I think the Ravens are going to go 2-0 and for that. But it will be great to see two quarterbacks who are so mobile. So, as you said earlier, so hybrid. Uh, Kyler Murray loves to run with that ball. His fourth quarter performance against the Lions, brilliant. You're like, who's this season vet? Like, he was exceptional. Uh, just forget about the other three quarters. Um, looking at the Colts, uh, taking on the Titans at home, that will be a, a good fixture. Kobe Brissett wasn't, he was good. Yeah, he, he played well against the Chargers. Yeah, and the Chargers have a, a ferocious defense, you know. Sometimes you have to take in all the factors. It is still week one. You know, he has been in that Frank Wright system. Yeah, I mean, but the game, there's no easy games, is there? You know, the Colts are playing the Titans. The Titans are going to have huge momentum, huge spring in their step after that win. It is a divisional game. It's a tough one. You know, I've already picked the Titans to win, but you just don't know, do no. you? Uh, T.Y. Hilton looked uh, exceptional for the Colts. And interesting enough for the Chargers, uh, Austin Eckler. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hello. Sorry, Melvin mm. Gordon, who? Well, this is what they get. And, they, you know, they've got Jackson as well. Ekolo, he can do it all. He, again, he's this dual threat we keep talking about. And he, I think he's he's capped this year, 630,000 in and around there. So this is why, unfortunately, running backs don't get paid because you can pick them up in a draft. They can, you know, mm. they have the speed. They have the ability. It's so hard for teams to be like, we don't want to pay you 50 million a year. We're paying this guy 600,000. Yes, he may be a tier underneath you in terms of elite running like ability. But for 630,000, we can pay someone else so it's so tough yeah uh, the other game um, obviously the, the Lions got that 27 uh, tie <laughs> the first one of the year I remember, remember that Green Bay Vikings one last year Charlie I remember all the ties as uh, someone said I can't remember now but it's like kissing your sister Ugh, gross. I don't uh, have a sister, so. Uh, I, I do, so that's gross. I've uh, definitely kissed her. Woo! Let's, let's, let's. We'll cut that out of the podcast. Um, and uh, the Lions are at home to the Chargers. Uh, the Lions, Matt Patricia, they just it, they lo- let that 18 point uh, lead uh, go. N- another good contest. Interesting enough, though, I do like it. We didn't mention it, but the Giants losing uh, to the Cowboys, which is no shame because the Cowboys are flying uh, and they've got. All the weapons, I even it. Jason Witten. I, I do it as well, but we're like, they're flying. It's one game. They're I know, one. I know. They're, 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 they're amazing. But they were very good last year, <laughs> and they've improved. Randall Cobb, uh, he, if he can stay fit, he never did it at the and Packers. This, and I saw a lot of Cowboys tweets like, wow, I never saw this. Like, I, I didn't realise Randall Cobb could play like this. Obviously, I wasn't watching enough Green Bay. And, and the lesson in that, that tweet <laughs> is that it's nothing to do with Green Bay, but if you watch Red Zone or you predominantly mm. watch your team every week and then you only see the highlights yeah. for the other teams, you go, oh, that player's great. Or, you know, you see all the flashy catches or that player, oh, you know, I saw that drop. Yeah, you're watching the highlights. If you don't watch another team the whole game, you're not seeing the dirty work when they're blocking and they're doing other things in, in the scheme. Randall Cobb is a very good player. It showed in that day one display with the Cowboys. Yeah. And uh, what what scared me, and I think we're all happy fantasy-wise or not, Saquon Barkley looking uh, elite. Uh, them, them, them fires, or the quads or whatever, they are they are scary. You ain't going to stop them, mate. Um, two people need to tackle you. Uh, and interesting enough, though, uh, the Bills, we mentioned about um, 
that pre uh, in in the off season working. Lamar Jackson worked on his passing. Josh Allen did the same. Wasn't looking good for the whole game. What a turnaround! And a turnaround. And the Bills turnaround. don't sleep on him. Uh, interesting enough, a final little signing which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, the Giants uh, picked up a guy who got five preseason sacks. Uh, Tuzar uh, Skipper, his name is, um, and uh, they, the, the Steelers tried to squeeze him through on waivers. Um, and now the Giants have picked him up and they'll definitely be needing someone to get a few sacks for them. Uh, Charlie, we've looked ahead uh, to week two. Um, great games on the horizon. Can't wait. Um, it's going to be beautiful. Um, anything finally to, to round off this podcast? Very quickly, next week we'll, we will have the returning. <gasps> Who are you? Beautiful. So uh, please send in suggestions for that. Get involved. It'll be back. A little new feature. And we'll, we've got a few guests lined up as well. Now the season's back and we're really rolling. We're it's all firing on all cylinders. Or as Tom, it's like, we're like the Cowboys. We're absolutely flying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Um, so listen, uh, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Uh, don't forget to tweet, uh, subscribe uh, to the podcast. Uh, just share the love. We really, really do appreciate that. Um, and now myself and Charlie are off to five guys. Maybe we'll be like a couple of the other people. We're going to get our own takeaway. Uh, who, who, um, who tweet about the food they eat. Uh, we'll name no names. So we'll probably go and take a picture and tweet that out. Thank you very much for listening. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from Tom. <laughs>